In Matthew's book, Jesus said, go into all the land. Take the word, share it, teach it, preach to every man. Just do it. Hello, this is Dr. Greg Mays with your Word Wednesday. You know, we've done over a hundred podcast episodes, probably well over a hundred Word Wednesdays. We may be closing in on 200 Word Wednesdays. And I do not remember one time where I just came on here and shared the gospel and shared kind of what you need to do in order to accept Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ did on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. And so I want to do that today. You know, the simple gospel. Before I get into that, I want to tell a quick side story. Years ago, when I was a Sunday school teacher in Augusta, Georgia, I was talking to the students and I was explaining to them that we have all sinned, right? And what that means is that there was a standard that was set. And that standard was God the Father. When he created Adam, he said, here's what I want you to do. And he really gave Adam only one rule or one, I shouldn't say rule. He was, Adam, there was only one thing that Adam was not allowed to do. Just one. And that was, he was not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was it. Everything else, Adam had free reign to do whatever he wanted. And he did. Until he committed that sin. And so now we carry sin as a possibility with, along with our free will and free reign. So I'm explaining to this young lady that, that we are born into a life of sin, the potential to sin. And all of us, unfortunately, partake in sinning, being disobedient, going against what God might have for us. But I shared with her that Jesus Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And the way that goes is like this. Somebody has to, a life has to be given for the payment of your sin. We learn that when Paul, excuse me, yeah, Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. Wages are the payment. The, the, when you go to work, you get your wages, right? Well, sin's wages is death. So I'm explaining to this young lady that that is what we're talking about. And so in order for you to be saved, someone must pay that debt. And that's what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He came to earth. He lived a perfect, sinless life life. He gave us an example of how to live and focus on God and allow God to be our everything. And then he allowed himself to be arrested, crucified on the cross. And then the Bible tells us he gave up his spirit. He breathed his last. See, he gave up his life. It wasn't so much that they killed him. Go back and read your gospels. They say, he says, it is finished. 
with that, he gave up the ghost or he, he breathed his last. You know, Father, forgive them for they, do not, they know not what they do. Jesus Christ seemed to be in control of his own death. And he gives up his life. And in that moment, all of your sins, my sins, and that young lady's sins were forgiven. And at that moment, if you say, I want to count what Jesus did on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins, that's it. It's a done deal. Paul writes in the book of Romans chapter 10, he says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He goes on to say in verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And what that, what that calling on the name of the Lord means is you're saying, I'm applying the death of Jesus Christ to my sin. And God says, okay, your sins are washed clean. And now you can enter into a right relationship with me. You may ask this question, well, what does a right relationship with God look like? And that's why Jesus came to live. He lived out for us what a right relationship with God the Father looks like. The Bible tells us that Jesus went around doing good. The Bible tells us that Jesus was very focused on the marginalized. He didn't spend, he, he would have happily, but he didn't spend a lot of time with the people who were kind of high and mighty, the rich, you know, the, the rulers. But he didn't spend time with them because they didn't want to spend time with him. They felt like they were above him. And so Jesus spent time with the people who were clamoring to be around him. In the Bible, he tells us so many parables. You know, the banquet where the, the master, the person creates, he prepares this great banquet. And then he says, go out and bring all the people that I've invited. And all of them, they had excuses. Oh, no, I can't make it. You know, the crop is coming here. I have this or I have that. And so then the, the banquet master says, well, go and just bring anybody who wants to come. And they start coming in. And he says, hey, go out and get more. We are the more. When you turn your life over to Jesus Christ, and you say, I'm going to live for you, you're the more. What I'm saying to you is, and what I said to this young lady, is it's really as simple as having a heart change. It's as simple as saying, you know what? I am not going to live a life of sin. I'm not going to chase what's wrong. I'm going to chase Jesus Christ. I'm going to chase God the Father. I'm going to allow the power of the Holy Spirit to guide me in a direction that God has called me to. And as you do that, as you turn your life and live your life in that way, what you're going to find is life's not that difficult. You just praise God and keep moving on. I pray that this is a blessing for you. And remember, stay strong. So what you waiting for? Someone to feel the pain some more? Cause you ain't share the love, the grace you found within the Father's care. To share the love of God is more than just a simple job. It's Christ speaking the truth off a Holy Spirit law. Share it.